Welcome back to the final episode of this season. I can't believe we're here. Ten weeks have gone like a flash. In this final episode, we're going to reflect on the transformative potential of blockchain in driving sustainability across industries. We will be discussing upcoming trends, challenges and opportunities for blockchain to continue making a positive impact on our planet. As we sort of navigate the evolving landscape of blockchain and sustainability, it's clear that the technology is not just a buzzword, but a catalyst for positive change. It's redefining how we approach ethical and sustainable practices in industries, where accountability, as I've said before, is so key. So let's look at this world of blockchain in a little bit more detail today and the potential to create a brighter, more responsible future for our planet. The World Wide Web um, has evolved into a worldwide ledger, really. And I think as this transition unfolds, there's an urgent need for an alignment of values. Blockchain technology offers the promise of transparency and traceability, revolutionising how we track the provenance of products from diamonds and gemstones to everyday goods like coffee. But this evolution is also a call to action. 2030 is looking like a ticking time bomb of environmental challenges. To diffuse it, we must position supply chains across the world and across every different industry to allow us to demonstrate concrete evidence of the positive or negative impact on our environment. The evolution of the World Wide Web into this ledger is nothing short of revolutionary. As blockchain technology continues to mature, we're still, we, I think we have to think about this very honestly and very pragmatically that blockchain is still relatively new. I mean, it's probably, I started hearing about it seven or eight years ago, but it's still relatively new and it is going to keep evolving. So as it's maturing, we're witnessing its integration across various different sectors, transcending geographical boundaries. And this global reach is transforming not only how we conduct transactions, but how we monitor and address environmental and ethical concerns. The blockchain revolution has gone truly global. So this alignment of values that I mentioned before is not just about enhancing that transparency, but also about enhancing the technologies that are leveraged to serve that common good. Companies and organisations worldwide are recognising the importance of integrating blockchain as a tool for sustainable practices and social responsibility. And it's not merely about the bottom line anymore. It's about the impact on our planet and society. So I mentioned the ticking time bomb of 2030, and it's really often referred to as a critical juncture on our planet's sustainability timeline. So let's think about mitigating this potential catastrophe, because I think that's where we're at right now. It's 2023. We've got seven years to kind of come up with a solution, really. Looking ahead, the potential for technology is boundless. Its applications extend far beyond the realms of finance and supply chain management. We can anticipate this blockchain technology playing an increasingly pivotal role in environmental conservation, renewable energy, healthcare and even governance. As blockchain technology matures, we can expect more innovative use cases that drive sustainability and make our world more transparent secure and equitable. And before we move on to talking to today's guests and the exploration of blockchain's role in sustainability, I wanted to mention the other areas where we're seeing it making significant developments. Now, not all of these relate to sustainability, but it is worth mentioning them as they sort of impact the infrastructure of our society. So I did a lot of reading when researching for this episode because I don't want to just learn for myself or educate you as my audience 
about blockchain only with regards to sustainability. Yes, it's helping, but we're hearing about it across the board. So why not talk about it across the board? It's really been poised to revolutionize the cybersecurity space by offering unassailable protection against tampering, ensuring data security, empowering users to verify the authenticity of files. Governments worldwide are also gearing up for a bit of a blockchain-powered makeover. It's called a DLT, so a distributed ledger technology system. And these have been primed to replace traditional paper-based systems, streamlining bureaucracy and enhancing transparency in governments. Cryptocurrency is another one. I think a lot of us hear blockchain, we think crypto. So cryptocurrencies are reshaping the financial landscape and developing nations are taking notice. Faced with global inflation, we're all suffering, and escalating money transfer costs, these countries are poised to embrace cryptocurrencies as a practical solution. Moreover, the rise of national cryptocurrencies working in harmony with traditional currencies is a promising, promising progression. This hybrid sort of idea of currency empowers users with seamless transactions and liberates them from needing like intermediaries like money sending services and things like that, while enabling central banks to maintain control over the money supply. The healthcare sector is experiencing a blockchain revolution of its own. <laughs> I recently held a live show and I've let people know what a nerd I am. I love to read medical journals. It's just a weird thing. So the healthcare sector is experiencing a blockchain revolution of its own. Patient data management, drug supply control, automated medical transactions. There's so much going on in this space that I feel like it will really speed up and enhance and improve the healthcare sector exponentially. So let's talk to our final guests of the season. We spoke to Leanne Kemp on the last episode. Leanne is the founder and CEO of Everledger. And we're also speaking to Gemma Balm, head of product and trade for Ernest Jones. So thank you both so much for joining me. Leanne, Gemma, I've been really looking forward to having this conversation. So I think it's only right that we get straight into it. So Looking back on our exploration of blockchain's role in sustainability, what standout examples have you encountered where blockchain has sort of catalyzed positive change across different industries, aligning their business goals with environmental and social responsibility? Look, for me, I think blockchain, we're moving from what we once knew was the worldwide web to the worldwide ledger. So it becomes that connective tissue of the next generation of the internet as we know it. The technology, however, is a technology. So it's not able to prove its strength in the market unless there is an alignment to value creation and values, which is where we start to see the shining light examples of our work in the industry using blockchain technology with Ernst Jones and the Signet Group. The technology itself enables us to be able to take really complex systems and complex technologies and apply it in a simplistic way that we're able to evidence something. And that evidentiary position for programs as it relates to sustainability are as important as the origin of where something comes from, the calculation of carbon, the footprint of impact and how that has connected itself across the supply chain. So whilst Ernst Jones and the program of origin is a standout that's amplifying the excellence of industry, we're seeing the importance of blockchain and as we start to see blockchain mature over time, it nearly becomes ubiquitous. It's a type of technology that exists behind the scenes, connecting financial systems, understanding the traceability of the food we eat and where it comes from, even the clothes and the jacket that I'm wearing today. 
think it's a really interesting, I don't want to say phenomenon, but at the same time, yes, it is a phenomenon. Um, Over the course of this season, I've done so much research and looked at so many different things to do with blockchain and different industries and how it's helping. And the results are endless. It's unstoppable. And I am, I think so many of us don't entirely still understand what its use is and we still have a fear there. But I think as its popularity grows, the humanity will become more at ease with it. So Leanne, at Everledger, you've sort of harnessed blockchain tech to address challenges in industries like diamonds and minerals. Looking forward, what trends do you foresee in the intersection of blockchain and sustainability and how might this tech continue to drive positive change and accountability? You've hit the word correctly in terms of accountability. We're seeing a lot of claims in the market being made by various companies and and now there's a word for it. It's called greenwashing. But what we need to have the evidentiary base that sits below these claims. And of course, policy takes some time and governments are awakened now to the importance of telling that truthful story. And so long as the story is not something that's fiction-based and does based on fact, then I believe we're turning the tides. We also have the ticking time bomb of 2030, the rising tides of climate change. And there are many, many challenges to be solved and many things to measure. And so as we start to position supply chains and untangle that real complex spaghetti connected supply chain of industry, blockchain helps to be the wiring that catalyzes that moment where we can start to evidence things like the carbon footprint, the water uses, the reticulation systems, the types of impact that communities are having across a particular industry or many industries, and even going beyond not just where does something come from, its origin, but here's another question. Where does it go to after I use it? You know, this circularity. Now, fortunately, in the diamonds, gemstones, and jewellery industry, there's no such thing as waste. Waste is value. And so we have always been a circular-enabled industry. Uh, And so the technologies are a hand-in-glove way to validate data, to capture data, and then to be able to tell that truthful story. And as you said, it's about accountability. I really loved what you said there about waste equaling value. I think we all need to think more like that, not just in the jewellery business where, yes, the waste is actually valuable, but when we're thinking about food, when we're thinking about water management, fashion, beauty, any sort of industry, you do need to think of whatever the byproduct is as being something valuable and that could be used. And I think if more of us change our mindset, it would be a lot easier for us to adopt more circular processes. Um, As we sort of explore the future of technology and sustainability, Ernest James has embraced blockchain for responsible sourcing. Could you share your insights on the future of blockchain in promoting transparency and ethical practices in the jewellery industry? So for Ernest Jones, we already responsibly source. We're founding member of the RJC. We're certified members of the Diamond Council. And we're really proud pioneers of that. I think, you know, Jenna, our CEO, came over earlier on in the year. And I was totally blown away by her sort of real passion for our responsible sourcing and sort of this ethical sourcing that we do and kind of really push forward. You know, we're the biggest diamond retailer across the world. So the blockchain technology is really the cherry on the cake in terms of what we're doing. And it's really taking us to that next level. And also kind of 
as the US are calling the UK Signet, the trailblazers of the group in terms of we're first to market in the UK in our stores. So not only are we doing this online, but we're also um, doing this within our store. So we're in 70 stores and looking to roll out further. It's been a huge success. I think we're resonating with the customer. The customer wants transparency. So the blockchain technology is giving us another element to our responsible sourcing. It's giving true transparency of where the diamond comes from. It's a passport for the diamond, a fingerprint. You can literally see every touch point. We've surfaced consumer-friendly information that we think that they need to see. But if we wanted to, you know, Leanne showed me all of this incredible data in the background. So if a customer wanted to see exactly everywhere that that diamond's gone, then we can show them that. Like that is the level of detail that Everledger provide us to kind of show that we are being truly authentic. So yes, we do all of these great things. We have a mining, a polishing and cutting facility in Botswana. So where we're investing in women. So that's what Signa owns. But also this kind of, so we're, we're doing all this great stuff, but what Everledger are providing us is to be able to give proof to what we're doing so we can say it blockchain technology now allows us to give the customer insight and visibility of that we're all on a journey towards a greener future making conscious choices about the products we buy have you ever wondered about the origins of the jewelry you wear well wonder no more ernest jones britain's favorite high street jeweler is launching an exclusive new collection called origin by ernest jones This dazzling collection features 28 diamond rings, from classic solitaires to contemporary halo designs. But what sets it apart is the transparency it offers. Every diamond in the collection is fully traceable, responsibly sourced and handcrafted in recycled platinum or gold. How do they do it? With cutting-edge blockchain technology, you can now trace your diamond's unique journey from the depths of the earth to your finger. The blockchain records every step, including design, Sourcing, cutting and assessing, giving you a digital passport for your diamond. Ernest Jones is a proud member of the World Diamond Council and the Responsible Jewellery Council. They've partnered with trusted suppliers to ensure their diamonds are conflict-free, responsibly sourced and come from ethical mines that prioritise the well-being of miners and the environment. And guess what? Ernest Jones is the first UK retailer to bring this fully traceable blockchain-powered collection to their high street stores – So join us in leading the way to a more sustainable future with Origin by Ernest Jones. Let's make a difference, one diamond at a time. Shop the collection now, in-store or online at ernestjones.co.uk. That visibility is what's so important. And I think the education piece with this traceability is the other important facet. I think so many consumers hear all these different words. And as you said, Leanne, people are greenwashing but to be able to not only know what it is that you're doing within your production and within your supply chain and then be able to confidently and competently educate and promote that across your marketing and know that you're not greenwashing your customers is a huge deal because yeah there's still so many disparities across different terms used in the industries and Consumers are getting confused. Sustainability initiatives often encounter a lot of challenges as we've seen 
across the board with the implementation of different initiatives across the board. So from your experiences, could you share some of the key hurdles that blockchain has faced in fully realising its potential for fostering sustainable practices, if any, obviously, and how have these challenges been addressed or overcome? You know, if you asked me this question in 2014 when I started Everledger, I would say there were a heap of challenges. I mean, blockchain was this awkward little child that was still trying to find its feet. You know, it had the lineage and the parents of Olympic athletes, right, and had the promise of being able to run this race really well. But it was an immature technology. And in 2014, it was a technology looking for a problem to solve. And and arguably, we found that industry and we found that problem to solve. And, And we're here today, right, with over millions of gemstones on the platform and fully connected supply chain. You know, your question was really poignant because it says the sustainability initiatives where challenges, what are the hurdles blockchain has faced? I would say forget blockchain. It's actually a technology ready to stand up out to the challenge of its time, whether it be evidencing origin or helping with carbon footprint calculations. It has the capability to do so. The challenges is is data, right, is connecting the supply chain. It's even going further specifically with sustainability initiatives. It's bringing the science closer to the data science, to the material science. It's investing in those sustainability frameworks so that for an industry like the diamond, gemstone and jewellery industry, we're not equating how an oyster is sequestering carbon to what a pearl does with it sequesters carbon. An oyster is very different to a pearl, even though they're growing together. So I think we collectively as an industry and even as the world are starting to realise there is a significant gap between what we're wanting to achieve, the vision that we hold, the goodness that we're trying to promote and the reality of the wiring and the data that we need to be able to plumb together to make what is now a standout program with Origin become a reality. We evidenced that program in, you know, no short of a year, but it's taken 10 years for Everledger to get all of the connected supply chain together. So we're standing on the shoulder of that work of the last decade to be able to have the simplicity of a program being able to roll out at scale. It's so interesting. I didn't realise that it's taken so long. Just as a side question, more for me than anything, have there been lots of different iterations of blockchain tech within that time to get it to where we are today? You know, great question because it's not, is it the blockchain? Is it our blockchain? Is it private permissioned? Is it public permissionless? There's so many different dimensions of this technology that there isn't one that is a total fit for purpose. And even then, it's a network technology. So Everledger connects with other nodes and other networks. In the Colour Gemstone space as a prime example, there are probably six different blockchain-related initiatives across the industry. So it's a network technology. It shouldn't survive in its own. It's not a a one-hit wonder that will actually rule the world certainly not it sounds like a social beast <laughs> like it is, it, and now we're seeing the big like, companies like google and amazon you know three clicks install your blockchain like blockchain as a service that was never possible in 2014 so you know there's quite a lot of maturity now that's come into the market that's i find it really fascinating and i think moving on to the next question the transparency enabled by blockchain can inspire so much trust as i was saying before Yeah, understanding its benefits and implications can be complex for just the general public. How do you believe we can bridge that sort of gap between technological intricacies of blockchain 
and its practical application, enabling a broader audience to harness its power for more sustainable practices? I think it's got to be put into the hands of the layperson every day. And Origin as a program is a very great example of exactly answering that question. You know, there's so much complexity that sits within the back end of our industry and even the technology that we deploy. And as Gemma said, if a consumer wanted to see and know more than the story that's being delivered, it's there. It's there for the scrutiny. And I think there is the answer. Bringing it into the hands, making it simple and usable is really the answer to that question. I mean, Gemma, you've seen it, right? Like, I I guess, you know, it's kind of blockchain seems scary on the surface until you get to use it. And you're like, why was I so scared? Exactly. I think, you know, I've been on this journey with Leanne since, well, we say a year. It's been less than a year. We kind of kicked it off in January. It's unbelievable that we managed to launch um, so quickly, to be honest, because there's so much hard work that's gone in the background to making sure that we have all of the correct data, that it's all uploaded correctly, all of the testing, trialing, etc. And I think, you know, we worked with Mira, who works on our UX team, to make sure that we were surfacing information that the customer understood could easily get what blockchain was. And also have the relevant information to make sure that we were giving the right information so that they could trust what we were doing. And there was the right transparency there, because if we gave them too much, it would be overwhelming. So we had to give them the customer, the consumer, bite-sized piece of information to make sure that it was the right. So, for example, an image of the rough the cutting, the polishing to show that that's their unique image. So if you buy a ring from us, those cutting and polishing images are unique to that specific ring. And that is all been photographed in the background. So I think, you know, if we, like I say, we could surface the Kimberley certificate and lots of other detailed information, but we've surfaced the information that we feel is the right information for the consumer to see their journey of their diamond and understand blockchain technology and whether in time we will then expand that you know origin is the start we're looking to expand this collection but it is only the start for where we're going with signet on the transparency journey with blockchain and everledger it's phenomenal and to be able to give people that trust in that very digestible way is something that i'm all about here on this podcast we want to keep it as informative but also easy to understand. We're not, the majority of us aren't scientists or or technologists. So we we need to be able to understand that information in a really sort of digestible way. And I think when you have that trust as well, and in the images that you're showing with the product, I think because it's so unique, it makes it even more personal. So I feel like consumers will buy into it more in that sense, where that personal story and that exciting individual individuality of that stone, they'll be able to then say to somebody, oh, I got my stone, I got my engagement ring from Ernest Jones, I got it from here, I got it from there, and then they pass it on, and then the message of these fully traceable diamonds comes in. I think that jewellery, people connect to jewellery, don't they, and have that real, it's like a real connection and an intrinsic connection. And I think the beauty with the blockchain is that it allows the consumer to connect with that piece of jewelry even more because they can see their rough, their cut, you know, the whole journey. And it makes that piece even more meaningful. So, you know, we talk about um, internally like heirloom gifting, you know, jewelry is pieces that you want to hand down through generations. And I think, you know, the 
Everledger technology is allowing us to really connect with the consumer on a much deeper level. Definitely. Moving on to our very final question of this portion and of the series. In this tech-savvy era, how can we ensure that the integration of blockchain and sustainability remains inclusive and accessible, most importantly, empowering not only the industries, but the individuals who actively participate in shaping a more greener and more ethical future? Oh, it's got to be education, so knowledge and affordability. They're the two for me. I mean, as much as we can spread the story about the what, the how, the why, technology and even sustainability, and then the coupling of those together has a criticality and importance. You know, blockchain as it stands today in terms of affordability is no different to the deployment of, you know, a website or some form of very simplified web enablement technology Again, very different to what it was like 10 years ago. So the affordability of this technology resides quite well and can reside in the hands of consumers, as we evidence with that Origin program. You don't need to introduce new hardware. You know, there's not a barrier in terms of the type of device to be used to be able to access the information on the blockchain. So long as you have a browser and internet connection, away we go. The story can be delivered to you. In terms of accessibility, Within the supply chain, that's an entirely different, you know, discussion point. I spent the better part of my time in ASM, which is artisanal small-scale mining in places like Tanzania and in the Congo DRC. And the challenge there is not so much the blockchain itself. The challenge is accessibility to energy, right? How do you connect them to just the ability to run a physical computer so it can have the ability to connect to the internet? Um, And again, that's really lifting all tides. How do we invest back into those smaller scale communities? Because the larger businesses, they can take care of themselves to a certain extent, but it's the other part of the supply chain where that connectivity is critically important. And then we really start to get diversity and inclusion. The technology is not the barrier anymore. The technology is of readiness and is of standing and has been proven time and time again to be scalable. The issue is people. We stand in the way of progress. So what do we do inclusively to do that knowledge sharing and ensure affordability? And it's on all of us to do so. I think the other important point, Gemma, was, you know, the introduction of the Origin program with Ernst Jones didn't add an additional cost to Signet and nor did it add an additional cost to the consumer. I think that's a really important point, right? It was one of the critical points that We didn't want to make this a program where it was pay to play. It needed to be something that really did lift all tides. I think it's the ethos of what you brought to the table. Absolutely. We benchmarked the pricing against the rest of the range. So the consumer doesn't feel any, you know, they're not paying to have it as a traceable diamond. It's just part of the range. Yeah, I think, you know, we all think about what is the price to pay, um, but from an Everledger perspective, we think about what's the cost of the planet. And when you couple those two together, then it really becomes an important empowerment for both not only the smaller people in the supply chain, but also the connectivity across that chain so that people can move from thinking about a supply chain to supply things to a value chain that creates. And on that note, thank you both so much. As this season comes to an end, and I just wanted to say thank you to both of my guests there because 
I feel like I've learned so, so much just from the past couple of conversations and it's filled me with quite a bit of hope. But I wanted to say as the season's coming to an end, I want to make it clear that although blockchain doesn't solve all of our problems and that's never been what I think it's going to do, I do think that the technology is really set to become that sort of linchpin in our journey towards a more sustainable and moreover a responsible future. Its evolution into a global ledger underscores the need for the alignment of values across so many different industries and the integration of it into these various sectors promises to redefine the way that we address environmental and ethical challenges. We're not far off from 2030. So blockchain is not just a tool. It's our beacon of hope for a brighter and more accountable world. Thank you so much for listening to this season of Sustainably Influenced. We will be back in January 2024. Until then, please subscribe and listen back to previous episodes of the podcast on all good podcast platforms. You can follow at Sustainably Influenced on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Bianca Foley. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Ernest Jones, for their support in producing this podcast this season. This season of Sustainably Influenced was produced by Content is Queen, sound editor Amber Miller and presented by Bianca Foley.